The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello. And welcome to episode 279. I hope that you guys are doing fantastically well today. Uh, However, if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book that free session directly, or if you prefer, uh, you can send me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast... Um, I'm going to be talking about uh, the true colours of OCD. What we tend to believe with OCD is that it is, um, generally speaking, a horrible, obnoxious, terrible uh, thing that that is making our our life a misery. And now, of course, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, It's incredibly difficult and it is horrible. Um, However, in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing is there a more vulnerable uh, side to OCD um, that's related to the inner child that if we were able to to kind of see it a little bit more from that perspective, might it help us a little bit more to accept it? Uh, so today we're going to be exploring, exploring that. Uh, if you find a podcast helpful, it'd be great if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching uh, UK. And uh, we now actually have Patreon for the podcast. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast on Patreon, you can follow the link in the show notes. So uh, no further wait, off we go. And uh, I really hope that you enjoy. So before we get going, I just wanted to mention that uh, right now I'm actually uh, homeless because we've just sold our flat. We have a house that we're we're buying, but we haven't quite completed, and so we're at a hotel in the middle of absolutely nowhere. We're basically in this big forest uh, on a mountain uh, just outside a town called uh, Sitges, uh, close to Barcelona. And you would think that here you can probably hear the birds and things in the background, but you would think that it's just a beautiful, peaceful, tranquil place. But for some reason, there's an absolutely hideous noise that keeps on uh, keeps on coming up out of uh, out of nowhere. If you do hear uh, an obnoxious noise going on in the background, then I apologise for that. Now I'm gonna get going then with today's podcast. So we're going to be talking about OCD and its true uh, colours. Now, when OCD shows up we can actually be left with a feeling of inadequacy, like we simply can't cope with its endless demands for perfection. It feels like the face of OCD is a vicious school bully that simply refuses to let up on giving you a hard time. And the more you attempt to stand up for yourself, the more he or she lashes out. What I've actually come to see over the years Uh, though, is that these kind of analogies of OCD can be helpful 
Um, but they aren't actually all that accurate. And in actual fact, OCD's true colours are not quite so intimidating as they often come across. In fact, depending on which way uh, we might look at it, we might even come to see that rather than being against us, OCD is in fact a vulnerable, unloved and unlistened to part of us that is crying out to be incorporated, included and listened to. So this may seem a little far-fetched and let's be honest, the temptation is just to hate the OCD. And uh, if that's your approach to it, then then trust me, I get it and I fully understand where you're where you're coming from. But perhaps from uh, that from that point of view, finding sympathy for the OCD might seem you know like an alien concept. But try to bear with me for a moment if you can. For years, psychologists have been talking about the different parts of us that make up the psyche. We are always hearing about the inner child, the inner critic, the inner parent, etc., etc. And depending on what situation we are in, we might actually play different roles and display these different parts of the psyche. The inner child, for example, is the vulnerable part of you. It is easily wounded and needs to be protected. The inner critic, on the other hand, is more like an inner tyrant. It's related to the ego and it seeks uh, and actually expects perfection, particularly in people who struggle with OCD. When we do struggle with obsessions and start to doubt ourselves, our thoughts, our actions, our memories, when we feel the associated emotions of anxiety, anger, shame and confusion, it's the inner child, though, that is experiencing these things directly. Um, but it's the inner critic that creates the associations between the feelings of anxiety and the obsessions. The inner critic is not against us. In fact, its goal is to try and help us to not make mistakes that might embarrass or, co- or compromise us in some way. It does this by, by being constantly on the lookout for anything that could possibly or has possibly gone wrong. The problem for people with OCD is that sometimes this mechanism can be quite helpful. At times we want to listen to the inner critic and take on board what it's telling us. If, for example, you're at a dinner party and you suddenly get the idea to tell an uh, inappropriate joke, it's the inner critic that quite candidly points out that you really probably shouldn't make that joke uh, whatsoever. Um, And it's a good thing that it does this. So ignoring the inner critic altogether is not really an option. We need to listen to it at times. But if you struggle with OCD, then you will know only too well that actually the major issue is that the inner critic simply won't shut up. It's chattering away in the background incessantly. And the moment you pay too much attention to it, you start to doubt yourself. The problem is, how do you uh, differentiate between genuine concerns that the inner critic is raising and things that are merely fictional problems created by an overactive and often oversensitive mind? Um, The way I view OCD then is the interplay between the inner child and the inner critic. The inner critic, being the way it is, will point out Uh, All these things that could go wrong and will often fixate on one of them. Once the OCD brain gets locked onto something and the gears of the OCD cycle have been started, 
it's really very, very hard to turn things back around again. And so the inner critic goes into hyperdrive about that one particular obsession. The inner child uh, does its best to defend itself from the onslaught of relentless fault finding, perfectionism and checking that the inner, that the inner critic kicks kicks up. But of course, it's no match to it and gets caught up in a whirlwind of emotions. Unfortunately, when this happens, uh, as it inevitably and consistently does for people with OCD, unless you've actually learned to manage it, um, then before you know what's going on, things are getting out of hand and you find yourself stuck in a negative tailspin. When you see OCD from this vantage point as a perpetual battle between the inner critic and the inner child, you can perhaps have a little more understanding about it. You still certainly won't like it um, and you don't need to, but perhaps now you might be able to find a little more patience for it. And if you're beginning to feel like that, even if it's only just a little bit of patience with it, then that's a sign that, that actually you're getting in touch with uh, the third part of you, which is the inner parent or the compassion itself. The inner parent has the ability to see the negative relationship between the inner child and critic for what it truly is. It looks down upon things from a height and is able to separate out the false from the true. It can shine a light on the neurotic inner critic, helping you to more easily see the, the difference between genuine concerns and obsessive, unhel unhelpful false alarms. It has the ability to calm and soothe the inner child, to give it the understanding and attention it needs. And it does all of this from a place of love and compassion. It doesn't believe in getting angry with ourselves because of the way we are in the world. It doesn't try and push down emotions and it doesn't try to fight with the inner critic. It simply observes, feels and comes back to the present. So, of course, the question is, how do you get more in touch with this inner parent or, or compassionate self? Now, the answer to this lies within you, which I know is quite annoying <laughs> because you're probably thinking, well, just tell me, how do I do it? So I think perhaps the, the best way is just for me to describe what I do if I need to get more in touch with this part of myself. And for me, it's going for uh, a long run in nature. Oh, oh no. Can you hear the sound in the background? Hopefully not. I'm just going to pause this. Right, whoever that was, whatever he's doing, it appears to have stopped. So uh, on we go again. Um, so yeah, I was just pointing out the things that I like to do uh, to help myself get it uh, more in touch with, with that part of me. So for me, it's going for a, uh, a long run in nature, doing a breathwork session, uh, perhaps meditating uh, in different ways, maybe on loving kindness, uh, it's journaling my thoughts, it's eating well, uh, making time for myself when I really need it and perhaps most important of all, when I do find myself uh, stuck in the trap of OCD, not just carrying on with doing the same things. When I find myself stuck as soon as I practically can, I like to shake things up and, and go and do something uh, completely different maybe go for a mindful walk or, or call someone that I care about, something that will really help me to come back into the present. When we are ruminating endlessly and we, we feel like we can't get out of that cycle, 
we tend to get stuck uh, thinking that we just need to think about it a little bit more. And this is the worst thing that we can do. This is almost guaranteed to keep you stuck in the battle between the inner critic and the inner child. Getting in touch with the inner parent means that you're going to do things a little bit differently. You're going to do something that will bring you some peace and help you to contact the present moment. Perhaps spend some time now, uh, if you can, reflecting on what that could actually be for you. And the next time you find yourself uh, stuck, see if you can change things up a little bit. See if you can find a way to actually come back into the present, to be more in your body, um, to to do something that, that helps you to feel grounded. These are the ways in which you can get in touch with that with that inner parent. It's not about thinking more or trying to get yourself out of the, the trap in that way. It's about doing things a bit differently. And, and like that, you can get more in touch with that kind of inner self-knowledge that already knows the answers to your questions more intuitively. Um, you know, and for me, that's been the really big thing that, that consistently helps me to, to deal with OCD uh, much more effectively. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you found that helpful. As always, if you have any questions, do please let me know. And if you would consider signing up for Patreon, that would be amazing. You can follow the link in the show notes. And uh, many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.